On the Line, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. I'm your host, Jenny Robb. Today on the line, uh, we have a treat. We have Travis DeBartolabum, uh, uh, the Director of Tennis at Auburn Opelika Marriott Grand National, the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail. Um, Travis, thank you so much for being on the line today. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So today I really, I really want to talk about junior team tennis and I don't know very many people that know more than you do about JTT. <laughs> uh, I've been around uh, for at least 15 or 16 years now. So it's, uh, I've seen it uh, evolve into, uh, you know, national status now. So it was just a, a small little bleep on the radar when I first got introduced in 2001 in Bainbridge, Georgia. And now since then, it's, you know, basically every section has a team representing at the national level. And, and Southern, of course, is the biggest JTT uh, in the United States. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, so tell us a little bit about your experience starting in Bainbridge. You worked for um, Janet Lauer, is that right? No, uh, it was uh, Carol Floyd. Carol, yeah, that's right, that's right. Carol, Carol Floyd, uh, she was the vice president of uh, Georgia Tennis Association. She's also, she started the Community Tennis Association in uh, Bainbridge. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was hired from, I was actually the first uh, tennis director of Bainbridge for uh, uh, the Decatur County. So, and they, uh, it was like a little drop in uh, heaven. They had almost... Uh, <laughs> 40 courts inside oh, wow. a mile radius and their size of town was only 13,000. Wow. So, um, so Carol really spearheaded that and really grew and, and did the grassroots programs. You know, we did the NJTL and we did um, a lot of the junior team tennis. And then we did a lot of just um, one, two, threes, but what we call them back there, USA mm -hmm. two, three adult and junior programs. And, and so it really taught me how to write grants and uh, really just promote the, uh, tennis to anybody that's willing to give it a shot and so uh, junior team tennis really allowed all levels and all economic background and all gender and ethnicity to kind of be involved in a team sport uh, it's phenomenal I mean I, I love love JTT um, so junior team tennis in Georgia has has kind of exploded since then I mean it's huge everybody plays it it's it's amazing you know we're still growing it here in Alabama it's had its ups and downs um you know, but growing now and, and that's, that's thanks in part to you. So, um, so how, how did you get to, um, Opelika, the Auburn Opelika area from Bainbridge? Yeah. Um, what happened there, you know, I was on just, uh, growing like I'm doing here, uh, Yarbrough. I was just, um, uh, putting myself into a position where I was on junior team tennis boards, junior mm -hmm. comp boards, Georgia, mm -hmm. And then I uh, just basically uh, became district nine coordinator in Georgia. And so, you know, just knowing that all the adult leagues and everything else starting from this, uh, you know, just the community tennis associations, um, Auburn was starting their facility up here. And I've been following Auburn because they were trying to get an indoor facility for the university and also grow some courts because I knew they only had six courts. And so um, they opened their facility and, uh, 2017 of July, and mm -hmm. that's when they held their first junior team tennis with about 182 kids. And wow. so, but I came um, for up from a tournament from Bainbridge. I brought about 11 kids to a mm -hmm. tournament in August mm -hmm. 2018, their first uh, junior tournament, and uh, saw the facility. It was a world class facility. Um, you know, as people know, we have 16 clay and 12 uh, outdoor and six indoor, and it's a, a, a duel uh, with the university and the city. 
And uh, it was, I just saw opportunity. I threw my name out there, but the day I was at the tournament, they actually already hired a, a tennis director. And But I uh, knew some people there uh, locally. Um, I knew the uh, director of Parks and Rec there, and I said, if anything ever happens, just uh, let me know if the job ever opens up and, and have uh, God's faith kind of, you know, two or three months later, uh, I saw the job opening and I interviewed for the job and I took it in 2008 okay. of January. And so, and that's where uh, I started with only three events on the slab and basically uh, junior team tennis ended up being uh, one year over 660 players. Wow. So it grew from 182 to all the way, I think, to over 75 teams one year. That's amazing. Uh, and so uh, it, it peaked probably maybe 2011 or 2012, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of went down a little bit because of a lot of the changes in the orange ball and the green dot ball and a lot of, you know, communication between the, the levels and the age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it's uh, coming back now. All the pros are getting settled. And I, and I think that's why we're kind of resurging ourselves into junior team tennis again. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I, I agree. You know, there's always going to be, you know, things evolve but there's always changes um so you know nothing ever stays the same but now auburn is near and dear to your heart didn't you played uh one year at auburn right yeah, i actually you know my real story background i was uh i reached the national status and uh, uh my second year 17 i qualified for nationals got to play you know i got to see all the real guys like p sampers and jim courier i got to play against some of those guys and then i was in a and I had scholarship offers from about five SEC schools. Wow. And then I was in a severe car wreck my mm -hmm. senior year. And so I couldn't play. And so I, I chose to go to uh, Auburn. I still got a scholarship there um, because I was state and I got books and everything. So mm -hmm. tuition was only $600 at the time. So can you imagine that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so, so he, loved, he, he loved taking a chance on me. So, oh, uh, that's great. So I played two years there, and uh, and I played three doubles, uh, uh -huh. my, and six singles hit in and out. But uh, my second year, I just, uh, or actually my junior year, I transferred to Huntington College and finished out there, and I played one or two uh, for Huntington College, um, and so uh, that was a good change for me. It was a smaller situation. I was going through those things of change with the, the death of my friend and my car accident. So. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of how, uh, and my dad graduated from Auburn, the first Auburn graduate uh, oh, nice. in, in our family line in uh, 1968, okay. uh, and so we used to come up to the games, and and uh, so yeah, Auburn's always had a, a real soft spot for my heart and passion, and I just wanted to help them grow tennis, and so that's, that's what I, I try to do my best for the last nine or ten years, and trying to do it now with junior team tennis. Well, that's awesome. Now, how, how does your experience from, from playing at Auburn and playing at Huntington, being on teams, do, do you take that into this, you know, sort of passion for junior team tennis that you have, um, you know, the team experience? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of tennis is one of those sports that it's, it's very hard to um, be a team because you don't want to judge yourself against another player because you're really an individual. And so and when I played in college, it allowed you to know where you stood, but where you could get better. And, and it, it, if it came down to you, 
uh, for the winning match, everybody was supporting you. And if, if you lost, they were supporting you as well. Right. And so it, you never knew when it was going to come down to your match. Mm-hmm. And so that brought us together. And then just knowing that we're working together to play other teams um, as a group uh, with one uh, goal in mind is to keep improving as a team to beat other people in the SEC or in the uh, NAIA or whichever uh, really brings the group together. And, and, and it helps you build that bond. Now, we didn't have uh, when I was at Auburn, the girls teams was a little bit closer and so we actually did boys and girls as socials and we, and we stayed a little bit closer together. These days, the teams are a little bit more, I think, separated, um, you know, just because of the time and, and the travel. Right. And, and but uh, but yeah, when you go to college, you need to have some kind of understanding if you're going to continue on tennis and social skills and how to take uh, playing in a certain position and where you stand and junior team tennis uh, kind of allows that with gender and uh, of course having a beginner intermediate and advanced levels and then uh, having age divisions all the way from 10 12s 14s and 18s allowed that to happen and uh, I think it's just a great concept because we already do it in a lot of high school sports mm-hmm. but we are I guess the only sport that do, does a co-ed and so uh, right. that we play against like a mixed doubles so that's, that's cool. I haven't thought about that. That's right. That's really cool. We could probably sell that. You know, we're the only sport that actually have a mixed gender uh, that plays for legitimate titles. So that is that is such a good point. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, Wow. That's really cool. Um, So you you have been the JTT, you know, your JTT tournament won the event of the year. Your facility won facility of the year. You've been pro of the year in Alabama and Georgia. You know, you've been part of a community tennis association that was CTA of the year. You, when, during your um, years at Yarbrough there in Arb- Auburn, sorry, Auburn, <laughs> during your time there at Yarbrough, um, you ran everything from national events to junior team tennis events and then local events. Um, so just sort of from what you've seen in running all these different kinds of events, what makes JTT the state championship special? Well, it just, I mean, when you, when you started saying all those events, the four events that come to my mind are actually a lot of them. They're all the best events are the team events. And so yeah. you have the college matches that are team events. Those are great atmosphere. Uh, we've held the Southern junior team tennis for two years, which all nine states came together, and that was a blast. And yeah. then, oh, we, yeah. and then, and then we have the international, national intersectionals that will be taking place next week with all girls and guys on the same team, and that's a blast. And so, what junior team tennis allows our state and our cities, our local cities, or our local areas, and our state to actually come in to come together and have a blast together in a team format. And so, uh, you know, as, as far as teams go, uh, you get it, you know, you get under a tent, you have some, uh, you eat and, and, and you talk and, and you just uh, hang out together. Um, and the parents do too. It's less stress. A lot of the individual sports, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're competing against someone or you're on your own and you're with a parent usually. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different, but, um, when you see our event or whoever's coming, you know, it's like a big tailgate, you know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that part. And just, uh, you know, you hang out with your family and friends, uh, for a weekend. 
And so, and you get to play tennis and compete against your level and, uh, and strive to, uh, really get better and the godforsaken heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I, I love that you said that there's less stress because I mean, I, I loved being part of, of a team. I mean, I played a bunch of other team sports before getting serious about tennis myself. And, you know, I played on my, you know, middle school and high school teams and then, then played in college. And those are truly some of my fondest memories, like you were saying, of somebody's cheering for you. And, you know, because when you go play an individual tournament, it's kind of every man for themselves. So you don't necessarily have a, a group cheering for you that truly wants you to do great. You might have some friends that are, there for you but when it comes right down to it everybody has the same goal of winning that tournament or whatever it may be so I love what the team format offers in that regard of of the less stress and less stress for the parents too you know because the parents are all there and they can kind of just relax a little bit and oh I I just think that the entire atmosphere the whole tailgate atmosphere is so special (laughs) yeah I agree I mean it's and especially with the format every game counts I love that yeah. So, you know, you don't ever really get, see a kid giving up right, or a right. player because you're, the teammates are always encouraging for one more game and because every game counts. Right. I love and that. Then, and then the, the, the stress that I see come off the funniest uh, part of being around just common sense. <laughs> where you have these gender guys playing guys and girls playing girls. And then we play the mixed doubles last mm-hmm. and kind of see the different, you know, genders working together and it's a it's a unique combination if it comes down to that match and so uh, you know some uh, the i'm not saying the the woman is or the girl is more uh you know less animated but um, <laughs> but sometimes it, it chills out the the guys sure. and sometimes the guys get animated and the girls get animated right, so right. Uh, you see them pull back and forth yeah play uh, off each uh, other play, yeah play each other and usually it's the best match mm-hmm. uh the best sportsman like match um you can see that they're respecting uh, each other and the last mixed doubles so I, I think you know really having that gender difference in the last match really brings the team really together i, I completely agree yep I, I think that you know different bonds are formed you know i mean because the social aspect is so huge and and you know the social aspect of a girl being friends with another girl or a guy being friends with another guy is, you know, just completely different from, you know, a male and a female friendship. Um, you know, so it's, it's really brings a unique element to, to the sport for sure. Um, and I love, I love the part too, and and I'm so glad you brought this up about, um, how every game counts, you know, and, and I think that, that people don't quite realize I have to give a shout out to, um, Craig O'Shaughnessy right now because, you know, he's the, the, the stats guy, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not really a, a huge numbers person, but I do love stats and I've followed him for years at this point. And he talks about how even at the pro level, but all the way down to recreational level, you know, you're winning, you know, if you're winning 51 to 55% of the points, that's usually, I mean, games, sorry, in matches, that's, that's when, that's when you're winning matches you know, whether it's the pro tour or not, you know, I mean, I think there was a stat, um, you know, that, that even Nadal, Federer, that, you know, the big four guys, they're, they're generally winning about 55% of the points in a match, you know, and so, so teaching the importance of every point counts, every game counts, you know, would then transfer over to, 
you know, when these kids might have an opportunity to go farther with their tennis because, you know, it, it really does count. <laughs> right. And no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and that's a great point too. You know, like the sudden death point, you know, yeah. <laughs> our, our point, our point, you know, is 50, 50, 50, you know, tennis, you have to win at least one time more than 50% to win a game right? Uh, that, or even a tiebreaker. And so, yep. uh, and so I was always taught, you know, uh, I was trying to win 51% of the right. point right. and, and not make any routine errors. Right. And so uh, the way the format here, you know, if it's three all in, in the game and it's sudden death, well, that's the percentage payoff and uh, it stops right there. And so it teaches the kids a little bit about the importance of something coming up, but how to stay in the moment at the same time. You don't want to look too far ahead, but and then all of a sudden the moment is on you and you have to make a decision what side you want to take it from. Have you mm -hmm. been aware of that? Mm -hmm. And of mm -hmm. course, in, in uh, mixed doubles is gender against gender. So, mm -hmm. but uh, no, it's a great point. I mean, and then the games, I mean, like we've seen one year uh, that it's come down to, you know, just one game. I right. mean, to right. win a division to move on to the winning bracket. And uh, in Georgia, we had a team from Bainbridge that it came down to just like a couple of games and for us to, to win the, the state championship. And so uh, every game counts. And so and that's where you can really make a difference saying, hey, at least I got that one game and I didn't give up. And uh, that could be the difference. So, you know, and I love I love there's so many different directions we can go with that. I mean, just with with what it's teaching these young athletes. Um, not just about tennis, but about life, you know, not giving up, not just kind of thrown in the towel, not getting discouraged because with tennis, I mean, with junior team tennis, I mean, it's a shortened format already. I mean, you're playing no ad, you're playing shorter sets, you know, in some divisions, the tiebreaker is one by one instead of two, you know, and it could be to seven instead of 10. I mean, so if you, if you kind of check out, if you, if you lose focus, that thing can run away from you, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it really it, it encourages these players to stay in the moment, like you said, and stay focused and not give up. And, you know, even if you get a few more points, even if you get a few more games, it still contributes to the overall team score. And so I think, you know, there's a whole lot that we can say there. <laughs> And I, I mean, and, and, and just further than that, you know, a lot of some of the states don't have constellation because you go down and play a level, at least at this level, you know, where you have beginner, intermediate and advanced, you get a redo on the next day, you know, because because right. it's a di but it's not a redo in a sense. It's a whole different team. It's like baseball or soccer. You're playing in a pool. Mm -hmm. And so you actually are competing against a different team altogether. And so, uh, and you have maybe different lineups. And the right. one thing I really like about the, the for the kids that are just beginning and, and, and actually being an intermediate player, uh, they learn how to deal with circumstances of weather, you know, how to hydrate, yeah. how to eat. They're not used to really being out there all day, even standing out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would encourage if anybody's listening, make sure you start drinking a lot of water yep. and eating yep. a lot. <laughs> um, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, don't wait till Friday on the court till you start drinking some water. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's so important. I mean, and, and you bring up a good point there again, as, as you know, a lot of these players aren't necessarily your, your seasoned tournament players, um, you know, the, and so the whole notion of, 
you know, controlling the controllables, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, I remember the, the, the one year it just started raining and it just rained forever and, you know, everybody had to kind of make do, (laughs) so to speak, you know, and it's, it's, and sometimes it's sweltering heat and, you know, it's, you're hungry, you've been there all day, maybe a match goes long or things get behind in the tournament or, uh, you know, and so dealing with, you know, the attitude and your mental, you know, your mindset about how to deal with those things that you have no control over and not letting that affect your play, which is what you do have control over. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge lesson. It's just another huge lesson. And that's why it's so great to have a teammate. And so you'll have that special time to remember those times. Remember when it rained on 13 and we had to do this or remember when it was so hot out there and we stuck it out together or even at the hotels, you know, or at the eateries, uh, just uh, being in, in, in a whole hotel, you may you know, have 50 kids or your friends roaming around. Yeah. And so it brings the, the whole communities of junior team tennis. Like when I was in Bainbridge, I took, uh, uh, the most I ever took was 45 players at a time, but there was like six or seven teams and I was in charge with a parent and uh, you know, and so you're going to a junior team tennis place in Georgia. It was 1200 kids there. Wow. And so so our little 45 was just a part of a 1200, you know, just everything and the whole make in Georgia was tennis. Well, when that one year we had 75 teams here and 600 and something players and, you know, everybody's like, Wow. You know, because it's a plus one. Right. So it's like a parent and a kid. So you're you're, one year where I think we had seventeen hundred people at the Auburn Tennis Center. Wow. And that's that's, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, parking was a little bit traumatizing. Yeah. (laughs) That's uh, your warm up, right? Your warm up (laughs) is your hike to the courts. (laughs) But, but water, you know, water is, you know, like you had to keep replenishing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, but everybody was happy uh, yeah. because, you know, everybody was responsible for their tent. They had their own waters and, and food and snacks. So it really wasn't that bad, although you could not go anywhere without bumping into a tennis player. Right. So right. That, that's what really uh, brings the, the whole state together. And we all have one thing in common is that we love to play tennis. I mean, yep. that's it. So, yeah, I love, I love the whole, the whole, you know, tailgate tent thing. I mean, there's something just so comforting about, about having like a home base, like a place where you're going to come up and maybe some of your buddies are there too. And you can, you know, some people are there. I mean, I, lo- I love that whole aspect. And then one of my other favorite things about um, the JTT state championships and JTT in general is that there is coaching allowed, um, you know, on the changeover. Now, it's on the changeovers, and, you know, the coach is outside the fence, um, and, you know, these rules kind of change over the years. But but I love that there's a coaching aspect. I mean, as a player, when I, when I played, I, I loved having a coach be able to come, you know, get, offer me advice or encouragement or, you know, even hard words when I needed to hear them. Um, yeah, but I, I love that aspect because, you know, in junior tournaments, I feel so muted. You know, I mean, coaches just sit there and, you know, you try not to react. And, you know, unless you have that odd coach that's, uh, you know, trying to give signals or something. <laughs> you know, the, the, the illegal stuff. But, um, you know, I, I love the coaching aspect at JTT, I do. Yeah, I mean, here again, you know, the one thing that I think kids – 
especially at certain ages, it's all different, you know, uh, and the eights and tens, we used to have the eights and I think, you know, that's kind of gone away a little bit, but, mm-hmm. but the tens, you know, they actually need coaching on where to stand yeah. And, oh, yeah. and keeping up with score, you know, and just finding out the fundamentals, you know, uh, of recovery and making sure they drank, you know, when they should be. And, and then you go up another level, it may be just directionals, you know, try to mm-hmm. hit it here, you know, and, and make them aware of where they're winning and losing those points and not so much telling them, you know, uh, and also giving them a lot of encouragement, right? Don't yes. give up and have a good attitude and, yep. and, uh, and just stay strong. And even when, you know, a lot of times when, you know, I, I know when I was losing, I was always searching a way not to lose. Right. And, I could, and, and if someone just came up and said, calm down, I probably would have been better. And right. so, and so when you're winning as well, uh, coach is always there to help you say, Hey, you better not let down your guard because they're trying to find a way to win. And so, uh, and, and so, you know, coaching can be a, a great motivator, a great sense of what's going on. And when the ages just go up and the levels go up, and then you just add a little bit more, you know, of awareness. And I think the kids these days, uh, need more awareness skills personally. Yes. Uh, and tennis, uh, is, tennis can get really looked at upon yourself and you take it as an eye, but we're the best athletes and the best players. They don't have to be the best hitters of the ball. They can just know where they should be after they hit the ball and be, be aware of what's going on to the other side. And so, you know, you, once I always teach, once you hit the ball, your, your control is limited to your better positioning of the ball you just hit. And then it's how you react to a ball. And then, and then the shot selection comes in after that. And so basically a coach is there to kind of, kind of go through that kind of learning through that level too with them. So. Oh, I, I definitely think so. And I think it's, you know, this is part of the, the art form of, of coaching is knowing your player and knowing their tendencies. I mean, I had a, a really great coach, um, in college and, um, his name was Damon Smith and, um, he's not with us anymore, unfortunately, but, but Damon knew me so well that he, he would, he could tell when I was, um, panicking, yeah. <laughs> you know, he could tell I, I, when I was holding my breath and my shoulders would go up towards my ears and, <laughs> you know? and, and so, you know, on a changeover, it's not like he would, you know, give me some great advice on, on my tactics or something. He'd, he'd, he'd do something simple like, will you just breathe and get your shoulders out of your ears, please? Like, I didn't necessarily need, you know, some complicated strategy, you know, talk. I just needed somebody to go breathe. Yeah. Well, you'll find, you, you, it's so funny that you say that, you know, as coaches, we try to get our kids to a certain place, but the volunteer, we couldn't do this event without volunteer coaches and captains or right. captains our parents. Mm-hmm. And I found that some of my best, you know, times ever were in baseball when I had coaches that were parents. Right. And, right. and same thing, they would come up and say, um, when the pitcher started throwing wild pitches says, Hey, he was just having, Hey, do y'all like Coke or Pepsi? You know, <laughs> all right. Do you like, what kind of peanut butter do you like? Or you <laughs> Try to break the tension. Just yeah. Break the tension, you know, yeah. and so, but some of the best coaches are parents that just kind of alleviate the stress That's you know, right. without, give, without giving direction yep. and just getting, and, and sometimes just, you know, unfortunately the kids really just want to hug a lot of times. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, it's, but here again, in our day and age, you know, we, the way we express things is, 
kind of muted, but, but uh, that's another situation, but, you know, sometimes the kids, you know, that's what the team sport does. You know, I see it a lot. Some teammates give other teammates hugs. And so, uh, and that's important as well. Oh, I love the high fives. I love the hugs. Just, you know, just an an arm around your shoulder, even an encouraging look, you know, just, just something, you know, a a pat on the, the head, a pat on the shoulder, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, just that little bit of an encouraging touch can make a huge difference. I mean, again, I'm, I'm talking about Damon again, but when when I played, there would there would be times and that he didn't say anything. Like I'd go sit on the bench and he'd just sort of put his arm around my shoulder and just give me a, a little squeeze and be like, you know, and there were no words needed. You know, that's right. it's like that's exactly what I needed at that minute. You know, just sort of stay the course, keep doing what you're doing. A little bit of encouragement. You know, don't don't complicate it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And that, and that, you know, in, in controlling our environment, like with this event, you know, like we go through that too, that helps, you know, you're going into a new facility. Some of these kids have never been here and, you know, to be able to go and put them on a certain court and then have a captain or a coach, you know, be around them and have their tailgate right there. You know, it just lets them have fun. You know, it just, it takes the, uh, the awareness comes and it overflows, but then you get used to it and the kids are kids. They learn so fast. If you'll just allow them to have fun and in a safe environment, they'll just, they'll just play tennis. Yeah. And so we don't even, they don't even need us there really a lot of times. And that's the goal, right? I mean, you're, you're a parent, you have a, a son and a daughter and, you know, I mean, you know, the goal, the goal is to eventually not be needed at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. I mean, we're always needed. I definitely still need my mom and dad every day, but <laughs> yeah, financially we'll always need your parents. right? <laughs> hey, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. I have a new racket. You know? Yeah. I have a new bag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, now, yeah. You know, I, I, I appreciate your passion for junior team tennis so much. And, and for someone that has run the state tournament for so long and, had teams and and now you're a local coordinator for for um east central alabama so you you encompass more than auburn opelika it's it stretches beyond that um so it's impacting our state in such a positive way i mean so you have some great mentors that did they sort of instill this love of junior team tennis in you i know you, you you've worked with danny leal who i absolutely adore and jorge andrew who i also absolutely adore you know, I've had the pleasure of working with Mary Hatfield, and I w- she's forgotten more than I know about <laughs> junior team tennis. I mean, she she is awesome. I, I just really, really, really have so much respect for Mary Hatfield and Becky Richardson, and you know, so many of these great people that you've that you've been able to work with. I mean, how how did you develop this this love of junior team tennis? Yeah, I, you know, the, the, when you say all those people. And I look at those people and they had a, they had a way or a passion to say the state neutral to positive and uh, sportsmanship is the biggest thing. And so, yeah. and so if you can stay neutral to positive and all those people are you know, always, you know, trying to solve the problem of how can we grow tennis and, uh, and junior team tennis was their passion. Yeah. I mean, and uh, they just kind of uh, fed off. Uh, if a kid couldn't do it, they helped them out. And if uh, our teammates helped them out, or but it really is about good competition. And I used to get a, you know, I used to call it recreational uh, leagues, but it really is not. I mean, it's it's about competition of what your level is. And once you commit to something, 
Um, I saw all those mentors, you know, Jorge, he, I don't think I ever saw him say anything negative about anybody, but when I was on the court, he was always neutral to positive, uh, encouraging. Uh, Mary Hatfield was always prepared and always had a wit about her that yes. you never, never knew that she was sweating, but she <laughs> knew her circumstances were uh, demanding. So she kept it very direct to positive. And, uh, and, and Carol Floyd had that demeanor too very direct, but positive. Um, and so you have different leaders and my tennis coaches were the same. Um, you know, they, cause I was really a negative person, meaning that I was so hard on being a perfectionist of trying to do the right thing. And I just was doing so many things. I couldn't perfect one thing. And so all those, um, just like USTA, we try to please so many people in so many different types of leagues and tri-levels and combos and mixed doubles and levels. And, and we try to do it all across the board, but ten, junior team tennis is our one time that we can get all the kids together at an age and a level and let them interact and, and really build that self-esteem of sportsmanship while competing at a certain level. And that instills passion you know, when you really do it. So that's why I took on the league coordinator again here. I did it when I first got here and I taught some people and then it kind of, you know, kind of went to the wayside a little bit just because the way we were growing, but, you know, to have, you know, 10 teams representing our area this year and then uh, have 90 people or so play in a, a team tournament. That's awesome. And, you know, and, and then, you know, the USDA helps me. You know, I got a grant for them this year I didn't tell you about. That's so fantastic, it's, yeah. It's, Congratulations on that. That is awesome. Thank, so, thank you, USDA Southern and National. <laughs> absolutely. And so, you know, with their help, uh, uh, being able to, you know, just further that, um, uh, hopefully to catch a fire burning. And this time, hopefully, I'll get some uh, more inspired people uh, that will be passionate about junior team tennis because you need those people to help. You can't do it all by yourself. And so hopefully we'll form some kind of uh, a region committee here that, you know, once a parent or a volunteer leads, it won't it won't go down as fast because you really do need good captains. And, uh, and the way people, you know, move around the coaches, you know, can go from here and take another job, you know, in another city, just like our whole United States. And so it, coaches come and go, um, right. but people usually stay in the cities or at least mm -hmm. when they move to a city, they can play junior team tennis. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the passion. I mean, that's what they instilled in me. They, they always instilled that if you go and play junior team tennis here, you should be able to go and play somewhere else. Yep. And, uh, and if you really, don't have it and you're passionate about it, you can form one. So that's right. that's right. You know, I so appreciate you bringing up that point about the coaches and, you know, cause coaches, I feel like, you know, the, the, the atmosphere has kind of changed over the years because coaches have, have to wear so many hats, so to speak. I mean, you're running a business, you're teaching ladies leagues, you know, you, you've got a junior program and then the junior program, you know, now you incorporate red, orange, and green balls, which I love, by the way, of course. Um, but, you know, it, it, things, it, it, there's so many different areas to being a tennis coach. And then, so sometimes I feel like when, when I approach a, a coach about starting a junior team tennis league or a team, you know, it's like, here we go, one more thing to manage. Another, you know, I got to get in touch with all these parents. I got to stay in touch with these other coaches. We got to get these matches in. You know, so I understand that, you know, it is a whole nother thing to take on, 
but you know, so I'm, I'm curious, I'm truly just curious as to, to what your thoughts are on how do we sort of, I hate to use the word sell, but you know, how do you, how do you get somebody to get on board? You know, how do you get a pro that's already, you know, working long hours out in the heat, you know, dealing with all different kinds of players, you know, from adults to maybe their board at their club or their facility management and, and then take on one more thing and add junior team tennis to their program. How do you, how do you, what, what do you do to kind of show them the benefit? Well, you know, that's the, that's the question we always ask. Yeah. I mean, what, and as a, as not just a love for the game and been in the, I mean, I've been teaching and or from an assistant level all the way to the director. Now I'm back to just so-called a, a director or a head pro of a smaller facility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really about not, and it's kind of funny to say this, but how can you get your whole community together and to grow tennis together is the hardest thing. And right. so if you, if all the pros in the area got on board and, and just did it at their place uh, of establishment and they allowed a lead coordinator like myself now or someone else to take over the admin and all these other things that, you know, and then have some parents take over, you know, taking the kids to the games and, and then the coaches coach the tennis. I mean, and then if the coaches want to be more involved in the junior team tennis uh, as well, they can be that uh, they just, usually don't have time for the other things. And right. so it's a tough decision for pros. I've talked to pros all across the United States and in every sector. And some pros just say, I just like, you know, teaching women. I just like teaching advanced kids. I just like teaching, you know, 12 year olds. I, you know, but, you know, to really uh, get people to be inspired in junior team tennis is um, numbers. You know, like I just got 90 kids and I took kids from all cities and uh, now we have a league. Hopefully everybody will uh, start producing more players and push them towards the league for the kids. I mean, it's really for the kids. It's not for us. I mean, and so, um, you know, you have baseball leagues, you have soccer leagues. We just don't have tennis leagues because... You know, because it, it, it is our business to coach tennis, which is a fine art. And I think we lost that art, unfortunately, when we changed rackets and technology. Mm-hmm. You know, the ball is just going too fast. Mm-hmm. And so and 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 so now it's really even harder to slow down the game. And because and because kids want to be better than they are, mm-hmm. they don't want to progress through things. And that's where a coach is so important. I mean, a coach is a timeline. And mm-hmm. uh, and so timeline to hit something is a journey. It's not a sprint. And so with the equipment and all the other options kids have these days, um, to get them to stay with something that is tough, like tennis, it's not an easy sport. It's a simple sport. But uh, once you get the foundation, I always, if you can teach the fundamentals of footwork and ground strokes and service motions and volleys, it's just like riding a bike. I mean, once you know how to ride it, it's you, once you get older, you can start going faster. I mean, but a lot of times kids see the end result too fast. And some of the pros nowadays teach the end result before the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just doesn't work that well in tennis. So we, I think we lose a lot of kids because of that, mm-hmm. because they get to a level of power and spins, 
but they have no concept of actually uh, um, make, creating a, a, what I say, a canvas out there of tennis, making the ball first. And so uh, you make it into then directions and depths and then the spins and paces come. And so, uh, so junior team tennis, it really allows the ball to slow down a little bit because the kids, once you start playing, you know, the normal kid doesn't want to beat themselves. So the pace comes off the ball, uh, 20 to 30%. You have coaches saying, Hey, don't try to hit it so hard. Keep it in play. You have other kids saying you can do it. Just keep it in play. And so that really allows junior team tennis to take a step up on competition because you have the kind of what I call the leverage of your teammates saying, Hey, just keep it in play. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the matches start going longer and actually they get better. Right. Right. You know, I think, I think there's, I mean, there's, there's obviously so much to to unpack when we start getting into the nitty gritty of this kind of stuff, but I I, I love it. Um, So again, thank you for taking the time, Travis. But um, you know, I've, been in in sort of this JTT position here in Alabama for this will be my third year to do the state uh, championship and I will never forget the first year and you mentioned this a minute ago and I meant to say it then and and we just we went off in another direction but (laughs) I was completely freaking out about something that I had done wrong in tennis link and we were going to have to call Jessica Harrell at Southern and she's an angel an absolute angel that can (laughs) fix everything but you, you, and it was like, you coached me, you totally coached me for a minute. I felt like I was a player again. Like I was sitting there in, in that room there at Yarbrough <laughs> and like I said, I'll never forget this. You go, I really like your demeanor right now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like on the inside, I am completely losing it. You know? yeah. But I was just sort of sitting there laughing like, Oh, look, I screwed this whole draw up. I'm going to have to fix this. You know, I've got to call Jessica on a nine one one here. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I will yeah. never forget that. So thank you for that. So that, that's a side note, but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, uh, uh, the past, uh, <laughs> late coordinators <laughs> cry. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen them in a rage. You know? but, yeah, you had you had a pretty good demeanor. So I'll so. never forget that. That was so funny. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've lost uh, my cookies a couple of times. So, but unfortunately, I didn't have the coach. <laughs> If you had not been there to coach me and I didn't have the phone a friend option to Jessica Harrell, I would have been completely going nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, you know, when you're the top sometimes and, <laughs> and there's no one there to help you, you, you got to make some very radical decisions. <laughs> so, oh, but, I love that. I love, that's, that's so great. So hopefully this year, you know, hopefully this year it'll be no rain. About 70 degrees, no humidity. <laughs> no rain, no humidity, 70 <laughs> degrees, and um, everybody's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and everybody's organized, and everybody, you know, is online before two weeks before the deadline, safe, place, secure. <laughs> yeah, all the shirts are in. <laughs> oh, you should, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that stuff, that stuff is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> not, totally nuts. Now, I also, I also just want to take a minute to to say how special you made the tournament in other ways outside of, you know, we've talked about it. It's, it's less stressful for the players and the parents. They have the tailgate atmosphere. You know, you have the team atmosphere. You can get some coaching on changeovers. 
Um, you know, we've talked about all these great things as far as character development and improving as a player and, you know, but you did, you always did some really great things to just make the experience itself really special. I mean, you always had Aubie come up and, you know, the kids loved it, um, to get a picture with Aubie, you know, and, and go, you know, take pictures, you know, with Aubie and, you know, you, you had the, the shaved ice truck and, you know, it, you get team pizzas on Saturday. I mean, there's just so many things that are set apart from the normal tournament experience. If these players are, you know, riding in the car with mom and dad for your match and maybe you don't have somebody to warm up with and maybe you go play your match and then you have to ride with mom and dad to go get lunch or something and you're just by yourself and the, you know the the regular tournament experience it, it can be I'm not saying it always is but it can be very lonely but I mean the, the with with the atmosphere that you cre- you always have created over the last decade for the junior team tennis state championships in Alabama I mean it really did feel like a like a festival almost yeah I mean what I think you know when the event got bigger and bigger I had to take some of those you know, away just because it was so much, you know, traffic uh, in, in a sense of just on-court play. And mm-hmm. so, so the, in the first years we had slides, you know, we had different games you could play, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a, some kind of scavenger hunt we did one year. Uh, <laughs> and we did one thing of collecting all the plastic tops for recycling for a prize. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And that. so, you know, and, and Albie, and Albie's always fun. I mean, he, the guy's great. Um, I mean, it's so funny when we have him at different events, people just don't know how to react to him. Of course, if you're an Alabama (laughs) fan, uh, you don't even want to get close to him, but, uh, you know, because he just rubs off on you so nicely. So, but, uh, and you'll just change your, (laughs) your automata. So, but no, seriously, uh, the, just, uh, the way the facility is set up, you know, we have that big green out in front Mm -hmm. and, uh, you can play, you know, some soccer and then, and just the tailgate thing. I think, I think we hit it on the head, you know, basically allowing people just to be themselves. Some people dress up their tents, you know, they name their tents, they have their own personalities and then just add a little bit of, you know, shaved ice here, there, pizza and, and, uh, you know, just making it really just be intimate. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. That, the, so, and, you know, we've, we spread it out to some other facilities when it got big and we had to do that, but, uh, you know, and that's one thing I really believe that we've lost in our adult. I mean, when we go to an adult league, mm-hmm. uh, we play as a team, but then we find ourselves looking around our teams on a court 30 courts away, or, or we don't start that match right next to each other. I, I really do like the pre-assigned courts. I mean, that's that is a, in itself uh, an, an amenity, uh, right. knowing is, that yeah. you're you, you going to be here, and it saves them time, and and it makes them feel more uh, part of the whole group that is playing because mm-hmm. every team's mm-hmm. playing there. And it, I mean, it's fun. I mean, I think that is really. I encourage people. You know, my boss. You know, I, literally, there will be electrical cords everywhere, and. I'm trying to hide that from, you know, <laughs> fire marshal bill, you know, just so, but I mean, other than that, you know, you're just trying to have the people have a good time. And, uh, that's what it's really all about. I mean, and once, 
the one or two times taking selfies. I think we gave away selfie sticks one year. Yep. You giving away frisbees and mm-hmm. t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the one time of the year that you actually see everybody that across the state. And and if people and it goes back and you can sell it to your communities. I mean, you can actually say this is a great event. You should be a part of it. And then you have memorabilia of it. And uh, you know, and that's what I I fail to do a lot. Well, I do pretty good at the preparation and the actual event. And you do a good job, Jenny. Thanks for being that person to start the website and the following up with the pictures and the disc. Because the follow-up is just as important. I did that earlier on in my career when I and I had a good secretary or I had a good uh, foundation person mm-hmm, that helped mm-hmm. me, and I would write a personal letter. But I mean, that's that's important too. I mean, the follow-up is just as important, just the recap, but also just saying thank you to everybody as well. And so, um, so and I and and I hope Auburn can continue to have a great success hosting this event because our community is growing daily. But we offer, you know, we just opened up a new bowling alley. Uh, we got oh, cinemas okay. now. And so uh, we have two bowling alleys with an arcade. We we have uh, other things, a lot of food eateries. You know, you can take a tour around, you know, the university just to be a part of the, the atmosphere to see that. And so we offer a lot through our community that uh, you don't see in the big towns because mm-hmm. you get kind of lost. Right, and so right. the smaller town makes it a little bit more intimate. It doesn't take very long to get from point A to point B. And so that really helps out with uh, running a good tournament. And so, and, and you've done great, Jenny. I really oh, appreciate yeah. well, thank it. Thank you. Babe. And I, th- I think, I think we're going to be growing more and you're probably going to have to have more committees. I mean, you're just, <laughs> uh, so. you know, well, I, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, with, you know, Alabama is lucky to, to have you and all you've done for, you know, JTT in, in the past. And, um, I'm glad that, that you got stolen back here from Georgia, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, we, we need to continue to have this, this impact on our state. And so I appreciate you being the, the coordinator for your area and, and, and try to grow the game. And, you know, one kind of final question, I know I've, I've, I've probably taken up way too much of your time, but I could talk to you for days, you know that, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, we talked about Georgia and with your experience in Georgia and, and, you know, I know the arguments of, you know, volume of players there. I mean, there's more players in Atlanta than the entire state of Alabama, but, 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 you know, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into all those arguments. You know, I, I love that Georgia has such a good, and North Carolina too. I mean, Georgia and North Carolina both do such a phenomenal job of, you know, at the grassroots level. And then, you know, even back when I was playing junior tennis back in the nineties, yikes, um, (laughs) you know, you know, it's like when you see that player from Georgia or North Carolina on the draw, you go, Oh no, (laughs) no. (laughs) And, and, you know, and I go, well, why is that? It's not, I, I understand the depth of players, the number of players, you know, but I go, okay, this is, you know, I'm such a nerd about these things. And so again, as, as in my, you know, third term as coordinator or whatever, it's, it's, it's like being a big research project for me. I go, okay, why, why, why is it, you know, is it because junior team tennis is big in these States and then at those, in those same States in the bigger tournaments, they're, they're, having a lot of success. I go, does it, does it start at the ground roots level? I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that as far as, you know, they excel in grassroots and then they also excel at the higher levels. I mean, what, what's, what are your thoughts on the connection to that? 
Yeah, I mean, it really is a numbers game. But the, the one thing that I've noticed, because I've I'm from a small town, and you know, I became an an SEC scholarship athlete from mm-hmm. someone that didn't have any tennis players in my town, mm-hmm. and so I had to go to another town to get it, and then you know, I had to go to Montgomery, uh, and then you know, I I started beating those people. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had to go to the whole state and when you're ranked number one in the state, then you have to go outside of Georgia right. and like, it's a journey. I mean, that's, that's the whole key. It's, yep. they have the journey aspect. They don't rush it. They have the numbers to get it to the next level. So the kids don't have to skip ages and they don't have to skip levels too fast. And so they're able to keep the the ball rolling so to speak i mean uh, for smaller communities uh with lesser pros and not as much media or enthusiasm you'll get this fire burning and then you'll get a level or a bunch of kids and then you can't go down and get the next ones and so uh it happens uh frequently i have a formula i use and i'm going to use it here and but i always tell in a small community you know you only need three kids uh, like we only have one high school, right? Mm-hmm. So the, we take uh, nine players on the varsity, nine players on the junior varsity. That's only 18 kids, right? Uh, girls and boys. So you're talking about 36 kids can only play out of a city that's 30,000 on wow. the high school. Right? And so, so I'm talking to the coach now on how to implement junior team tennis. So when they don't get and make the team, they'll have a place to come back to and, and still enjoy the sport, but don't feel like they can't make it till next year. And so when you when you do a uh, just like what happened here at New York Team Tennis, we built it so fast and then I ran out of so-called help or the next person coming in. Right. And it just it it collapses after Mm -hmm. those people kind of move away. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, when we played Georgia and North Carolina, I always competed very well uh, in the small cities because we formed the stronger teams and we only represented one team. So that team was usually pretty strong. Um, and so the smaller cities actually have the advantage sometimes because they can form a stronger team at a certain levels, but unfortunately the match play is where we lose. I mean, we don't get the, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like when I, I used to take my kids to six flags, all my advanced and intermediate kids to six flags to get them to experience the anxiety of a ride. And so it's like, and so, and so so when you go to amusement park, you'll see people that are afraid of heights or afraid, (laughs) or they just want to play games or they'll ride the wet rides or they'll they'll just socialize. But I always encourage them. It's it's about taking it in. And so Mm. as fast as someone can take something in against an advanced player and feel like you're on the court with them and you're just playing the ball and being awareness the anxiety goes away. But by the time we play those kids that are not anxiety ridden, when they step on the court, we're usually down two or three games. And so by the time we get back up to that, you know, we have to fight just like in basketball, you know, you get way down and you have to fight so hard defensively and offensively at the same time. And then you finally pull the even and then you run out of gas. And so that's where they beat us a lot. Um, we don't play enough match play that it counts. And, uh, and I hope, you know, with, you know, you and, and Rusty and, and Carol and these new league coordinators, and uh, we can start maybe doing travel, you know, junior team tennis uh, to keep our kids sharp year round against other kids, so to speak, 
but it makes that anxiety go up and say, oh, we're playing, you know, East Central this week or we're playing Birmingham. And so now it's uh, although they've been playing each other locally, now it feels like it's something new. And so that's that's what they have over us. I mean, I think I think that's such a good point because it goes to the model of the sports that we're competing against. If you're talking about baseball or basketball or or volleyball, soccer, you know, whatever it is, where they have a few practices and then they scrimmage, they play and and then they compete. And I think so. So all too often, tennis gets in a cycle of just eternal practice. (laughs) And, and, you know, so it's like, I love that junior team tennis offers the opportunity, like you were just saying, like, you're going to have to go compete. Like, you know, I mean, nobody in a, I, I cannot imagine a basketball player, a baseball player, one of these other people that don't know how to keep score or that they're supposed to run around the bases or whatever it is that don't know the rules of the game when they go out there. I mean, I know, I know that it exists and that's why the parents are out there helping coach and, you know, the umpires and all that. And tennis doesn't necessarily have the luxury of umpires at matches, but you know, but you know, the thing, the thing is that, you know, these kids need to compete and we've got to get competition right. And in the, in the lower stress environment and in an encouraging environment and an environment where they feel safe and they, they feel encouraged and they, you know, that it's okay to lose a match, but you're not going to quit. You're going to keep going for that game. And and, and so I think, you know, just it, there's so many upsides to junior team tennis and and I think, you know, you mentioned Rusty, you know, I mean, he does a great job of sort of building his programs around that little league model of, that's you right. know, we're going to have these practices and then we're going to go play junior team tennis. And that's part of the program. That's right. And I and, and that's what I'm going to try to model here, I think, um, a little bit. But I'm going to do it a little differently. I think I'm going to go to every school mm-hmm. and just uh, and advertise get, um, you know, not three girls and three boys, so to speak, but maybe get a, a group of two girls and two boys or three girls and three boys and find your team. And if you never played tennis before, we're going to start you out with a coach mm-hmm. and then we'll have a, you know, hopefully we'll have four or five of those groups of teams start out all the t- together at the same page mm-hmm. and, you know, and just try to grow leagues like that, you know, and just, uh, and, but you have to go find those people that want to, you know, play tennis so you tennis doesn't really come to you um like right, people think right, right, uh, right. but neither does baseball i mean mm-hmm. baseball is just promoted a lot more in the papers and as a group and it's in high school but you know you can only at golf and tennis in high schools you only have a certain amount of players so uh, the motivation of you know ch- trying to beat your best friend and knock them off a team is not encouraging and right. so no, no. when you're trying to, you know, support, so junior team tenants, if you'll, you know, if we can establish a league that, uh, you know, promotes growth together, and then you can take it on as an individual, if you want to, you can go play your own team, uh, your own tournaments, because USDA has all those, and you can play on the high school team. But I think there should be a, a league all the way up through until you make that commitment, you know, so. Oh. Well, Travis, I I've so have enjoyed this conversation. And I so appreciate your time. Is there is there anything else you want to say uh, about junior team tennis today? I mean, I definitely want to have you as a guest on the podcast again. We could talk tennis, like I said earlier, for days. Um, I love your insights and appreciate all your efforts. Um, you have any, any parting words? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I would say this, you know, junior team tennis, like I said, once again, it's the only league that has gender and gender as a team and plays mm-hmm. against each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can have your same age group and friends. And it's really about fighting for every point in every game. And so, uh, you know, I would encourage everybody to try it. And I know your podcast, you know, the unfortunately thing, it may go out to tennis players. And so it relies on other people to spread the word. But I think, you know, we need to go and get the people that are not tennis players. You know, I that's, totally that's, agree. Yep. that's, that's where, you know, cause if they really start trying tennis, I think they would love it. And I mean, yep. I, and it's made me who I am today. I've been playing tennis since I was basically on a court at two. I was rolling the ball, but I took <laughs> the first lesson at 12 and I'll do anything for our sport. And uh, I know all sports are kind of, uh, going down in numbers a little bit just because of our society with uh, electronics, but everybody needs a great exercise and a great competition to stimulate. And so, and I think tennis is one of those. So, well, just thank you so much for, for again, your, your time and your insight and your wisdom. I mean, this is, this has been a blast and um, I, uh, I just can't wait to, to talk to you again. I know I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, and, and I'm going to make you hug Avi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny you bring that up. You know, I have this. Yeah, you cannot run from hot. Yeah, you can't run. You can't run. <laughs> hey, I'm serious. I'm serious. I mean, my son, the first time he saw Avi, he took off. You know, he took off. He used to run from Avi. He used to cry. I now have this. Best friend. I have this great. <laughs> picture it is so funny I think it's from the first year that that we did the state championship together and you were playing this joke on me where you you told Aubie to come up and hug me and you know knowing that you're a big Auburn fan and that I'm a big Alabama fan you you know I saw Aubie coming towards me and I was literally running the other direction and, and you had somebody with my camera taking this picture and so the frame of the picture is like half of me like Half of me running out of the frame and all be chasing me. And it is one of the funniest pictures. But <laughs> you need to send that to me. It's so funny. Hey, there's something that we could add this year. Uh, I don't know if you want to, but uh, we could do it in a drone aspect. <laughs> you know, we could fly a drone over the whole facility. That's but, a great idea. Uh, but we could actually get all these to sneak up on you. <laughs> Yeah, me running away from Aubie and the like there there were teams last year trying to get me in the picture with Aubie and I was like, No. <laughs> I would not Blasphemy. be a traitor. I love tennis. But Blasphemy. <laughs> so funny. I like the drone idea though. <laughs> I may play a joke and make Aubie jump out of a bag or something. <laughs> Oh gosh! I can only imagine you in a hobby or something. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my goodness, Travis. <laughs> well, please, please uh, give, give Alicia a big hug from me and Robin and Tanner and everybody. And um, I will be talking to you very soon. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye.